0: Welcome back to Missing. I am Tim, here
1: today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? It's going fantastic today. It's been a heck of a week, hasn't it? It has. Well, it's been a roller coaster. I hope everyone out there has had a good week. Uh, Tim, we've had our ups and downs this week. Where have you landed? I'm doing great, Lance. I am happy to
0: bring our fine audience this episode, this um Heartfelt conversation with the mom of Jessica Stacks, our guest today. Her name is Kathy, and we're speaking about the disappearance of her daughter, Jessica Stacks, who went missing on New Year's Day in 2021 from the Tallahatchie River in New Albany, Mississippi.
1: And while the disappearance of Jessica is indeed tragic, the interview and the conversation that we have with her mom that you're about to hear is an incredible glimpse into the raw pain that someone feels when they are dealing with these circumstances. You mentioned that she disappeared on January 1st, 2021. So this is still new to uh, Kathy. I mean, these, these wounds don't heal in a year and a half. They don't heal in five years. They sometimes never heal. And our listeners get the opportunity right now to understand the pain that someone goes through i mean the the emotion in this interview is if if you were to score it on a one to ten it's like a 12
0: kathy is frustrated with law enforcement and desperate for answers jessica's boyfriend at the time did not um report jessica missing has still not spoken with kathy Tragic case. It's an emotional um, episode. And if you have any information, you can call 662-534-1943.
1: And it's one of the episodes where I personally wish that someone who is responsible for this or somebody investigating it or somebody who has information actually hears this. Because if you have any sort of connection to Jessica's disappearance and you hear her mom, you are missing something. In yourself if you don't reach out to try to help her.
0: And if you haven't heard part one, make sure to scroll back and listen to that. That gives a good overview of the case. This is a little bit of a deeper peek into Jessica's disappearance.
1: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.
0: at LuckyLandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Jessica was my best friend. And she was in a bad situation. And I tried to get her to get out. And she'd come stay here with me. And then I... You know, go to sleep, and then I'd wake up and she'd be gone back. And she came here with her eyes beat shut, and and last time I seen her was December 28th.
0: Some brief background here. Jessica and her boyfriend, Jerry Wayne Baguette, apparently got into a boat, a very small boat, and put it on the Little Tallahatchie River at about 6 a.m. on New Year's Day. The boat went down the river a little ways, and Jerry claims that Jessica... Jumped out, and she has not been seen since. Except some footprints have been seen on the shore, and some boots were found. They were apparently Jessica's, but Jessica has not been found. Kathy discusses the last time she saw Jessica.
2: She came up here with him, and I then told her she ever if he ever pulled back up in right my yard, it was going to be hell to pay, you know, because I was going to beat him with a baseball bat. But when they pulled up, I didn't even know they was coming. Kobe, he knew she was coming and he came out of his room and he's putting his jacket on. and I said, What are you doing? He said, I just go ride a motorcycle. I said, You ain't riding on no motorcycle boy. About that time she came in the door. She said, Yeah, mama, it's okay. Let him ride it. I said, Who's out there? He said, Jerry. So I didn't say nothing because Kobe came out of his room and I don't want no conflict in front of him, you know, because he he don't like me even yelling, you know, much less going to hurt somebody. And they stayed here and for a little bit and they ate and they left. And she called me a little about 30 minutes later and she said that they had run out of gas and they was on a motorcycle now. And I told her, I, I, I even asked, her, I said, I bet you I can go a long ways for cheap gas on this thing. He said, don't take but $3 to fill it up. But they ran out of gas from here to back to New Albany. And I'm like, they needed three bucks. Why didn't she say she needed three bucks? You know, I didn't want her sitting on the side of the road. She said somebody was coming after her and that's the last time I talked to her.
0: Tell us about Jessica's boyfriend, Jerry Wayne Baguette.
2: He's never, the boyfriend has never once tried to call me or get in touch with me or anything. And when they was out there searching and stuff, he was right there, but his son came up and talked to him, my sister and my mom, but he wouldn't come up and talk to him. You know, Sheriff told me they were some good old boys when we went and met him, and I'm like, if that's what you think, that's conflict of interest right there, you know.
1: When you're speaking about the police, you you said that one of them made a comment about them being good old boys. What does that mean?
2: The sheriff told me I was in the I was in his office him, yeah, he was sitting at his desk and there was two or three investigators and two three more policemen, and I had my friend Pam with me, my friend Brandy with me, my friend Sonia was with me. I think that was it. And we was all sitting in his office when he said this. He said, oh, there's some good old boys. I said, well, if that's what you think, that's conflict it's interest right there.
1: He was saying that Jerry and the people his that son. were involved are just yeah. a bunch of good yeah. old boys?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He said that to you?
2: That's yes. Inc- my face.
1: Wow.
0: Was Jerry f- physically abusive to Jessica?
2: Yes. Yes, yes.
0: Okay, so yeah, I guess we'd have to define what good old boys means then, because it doesn't mean
2: good person. They told me that he, that Jerry Baggett done a lot of technical tests, and that's the last time I seen the sheriff face-to-face in his office, and I asked him what it said, and he looked at me, and I'm the only one that goes there now, and I go to New Omni by myself all the time still, and I'm in the, in the sheriff's office, and he, he said, well, we gave Jerry Baggett a lot of textual tests. I said, well, what did it say? He said, well, he just can't tell anybody everything. I said, well, I ain't just anybody. Excuse my language. I'm not just anybody. I'm her mother. You know, who, who are you talking to? You know, it ain't like I was in there with 10 people. I was in there by myself. You know, he just couldn't tell anybody everything. <laughs>
0: and here Kathy talks about some local stories and rumors, and she expresses some frustration with law enforcement.
2: And I've got people saying that, they found a bag with her bloody clothes, and and I even got a little pouch that's in a bought bag. But of course, I'm not gonna give it to the sheriff for them to send off or anything because it it liable to get lost in the mail, you know, lost in evidence. And I've got people telling me that she's in 55 gallon drum in Arkansas, and and then there's this guy named Jim Craig. He he done a live video on Facebook talking about body. You know, hauling bodies in the big truck, and he's supposed to kill himself, so he pulled over on the side of the road in Florida and and killed himself. But his girlfriend, the one he was seeing, is just so happens the girl that come up with Jessica's bag of bloody clothes, and then they throw them in the garbage. You know, I just don't understand it.
0: And here, Kathy discusses where some evidence was found and some possible footprints that Jessica may have made, and she describes the land.
2: And it just so happened the land that, that she supposed to have been on up in this boat was the boyfriend's son, Hunter's friend's land, and the, and the sheriff told me it was a hunting club called Too High Hunting Club, but they had some cameras up, but they just so happened to got stolen, you know, deer cameras up out there. And they just so happened and got stolen, but they found a boot cut off, but they didn't see no signs of foul play. But they told me that they seen her footprints. And I said, What do you mean footprints? Was well, she barefooted? No, it's tennis shoes. And I said, So she was wearing water boots, whatever, and tennis shoes too. She's supposed to have been in this sinking boat, but she had her, her purse was in there. Her only key that any of us had to her car was in this part, in, in this boat. Okay, her other phone. That didn't have no minutes on it. But if she got out of that boat, she would have took that phone regardless. She 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 didn't give her phone up for nobody to use. I'm just gonna tell you. She took her phone to the bathroom with her. She ticked. I put the minutes on this phone. I made sure she had minutes on this phone. But if I was to ask her, could I borrow her phone? Uh uh-uh, uh 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 because she was always TikToking and videoing herself or on the phone or something. She didn't loan her phone or give her phone, nobody. What I said was, okay, this is supposed to have been his friend. And Jerry had a phone. If that was the case, Jessica would have, you know, kept her phone for one. And she would have said, well, Jerry, you give your friend your phone. She's not crazy. Even if she was high or whatever, she ain't visiting to go get in no river, in no raging river. She didn't weigh 115 pounds and she stayed cold all the time. And then they said that she jumped out the boat, chasing wild hawk. Give me a break.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem to make um, much logical sense. Um, so, okay, so the official story that Jerry gave police, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that Jessica gave his friend Willie her phone so they could, uh, I guess, reunite after their hunting trip. But also they were... I don't were...
2: know what he gave the sheriff because Sheriff ain't never told me nothing. What what I was told was by the son okay, of Jerry Baggett's son. You know what I'm saying? Ask the sheriff after he called me, you know, second or third day, I said, well, are you going to call the FBI? And he said, ha, ha, ha. no, I ain't calling them, in. but you can call them if you GD want to, but I can tell you right effing now. They ain't going to come in and touch it with a 10-foot pole.
1: Kathy, you had said that the story was, or according to them, they said that she jumped out of the boat to chase a wild hog. Yes. Was she very active in hunting and fishing? And had she ever expressed any interest in... in Not- um?
2: Not in the wild hogs, but yeah, she hunted, she fished, she, she, yep. she, 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 yes. I don't know really about hunting, but she loved fish and she went airhead hunting and stuff, but she, she's not crazy. She's not going to jump out. Of the boat. She ain't even going to get in no boat.
1: She would understand that that's dangerous.
2: This was supposed to be a leaking boat. i never seen the boat. i never seen anything. They show me the two bags. Finally, you know what they got out of the boat, which one was a little bag that had a few fishing lures in it and the other one had her billfold and her key to her car and her other phone and, and stuff like that, that she wouldn't take in no boat to begin with. Why would she take the only key and her purse with her ID she wouldn't do that?
0: You said the boat was leaking?
2: I mean, I mean, that's what they told me. I don't know. New Year's morning, it wasn't even morning. It wasn't even, well, it was morning to me. I hadn't even got out of bed yet. I hadn't even really woke up opened my eyes. And it was about 10 a.m. I reached over and I called her phone. I don't just wake up and call her phone, but I, I called her phone about 10 a.m. Some guy answered the phone. I said, who is this? He said, this is Willie. I said, where's my daughter at? He said, oh, I got him out doing something for me. I said, uh, well, what the hell are you doing with her phone? And he said, "Well," They left it with me so when they got done, that they could call me to come back and pick them up. I said, Well, how my daughter call me? They rocked on. You know, I just felt sick all day. And the next day was Kobe's 15th birthday, you know, and I was trying to get his stuff together for his little party or whatever. And it was about seven, maybe seven that night. I called again. Whoever it was answered. They said, Hello. I said, My daughter ain't made it back yet. He said, no. I said, well, where the hell she at? He said, I don't know in an evil voice. I mean just an evil voice. And then the phone just went static. I said, look, I don't know if you and I started screaming into the phone. And I said, I don't know if you can hear me or not. But I tell you right now, i paid, I make, you know, I put the minutes on that phone. I'm fixing to have that phone ping and the law's fixing to be there and I'm on my way there too. Okay. And this is what's the icing on the cake. Not even three, three minutes. Not even three minutes later, on my one phone, I could not get on Google, so I had to come and find a tablet to get on Google to get the number to New Omni. because see, I live in Nettleton. I didn't automatically know the number to the police department up there. Before I could even do that, I got a Facebook message from Jerry Baggett's daughter Hannah, and she said, "Miss Kathy, this is Jerry's daughter Hannah. Could you call me?" So, I called her. She said, "Miss Kathy, I know you worried about Jessica. Never met this girl, didn't know this girl, hadn't never talked to this girl. And this is at seven o'clock, about seven o'clock that night. Okay. I'm gonna tell you, Daddy coming. He was all scratched up. He said he tried to stop the boat because the boat, the motor went out on the boat, and 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 Jessica got out of the boat, and we think she got a ride with somebody." And I said, I'll tell you, I know what happened. You know, when I told her, I said, I know your daddy killed my daughter. And I said, I'll tell you right now. I said, I'm telling you, the should be out there. I'm going to look for the number again. Before I get the number, she texts me back. She said, oh, somebody picked up. We, we got her, somebody picked her up. So I'm, I'm automatically trying to call this girl's number back. About 40, it took 45 to minutes before she ever answered again. She said, oh, Miss Kathy, I said, well, let me talk to Jessica, where she at? She said, no, I was just wondering if you knew somebody named Sam. We thought somebody named Sam picked her up. I said, look, I don't know nobody named Sam. I ain't never heard nobody named Sam. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, y'all just killing time. And it all of a sudden, Hannah's husband reported Jessica missing at 10 p.m. But she's supposed they're supposed to got in this boat to go four miles down the river, a raging river, which it wouldn't have took you two minutes to get four miles. I mean, because... The river is going really fast. You know what I'm saying? In a boat with no motor, no nothing. A little tin boat, supposedly. From one bridge to the other is four miles if you do the location on it. The river's supposed to be going really fast so it wouldn't have took them no time to get from one bridge to the other. They supposed to put this boat in at daylight that morning. I called her phone at 10 and that's when they said that she got out of the boat. You know that that was the time she got out of the boat at 10 a.m. Then they didn't report her missing till 10 p.m. And I knew it at 7 p.m. Doesn't make any sense at all because it's all bullshit. I mean, it's a, it's it's cock or crap. And sheriff and him over there is like, oh well, you know. And Hannah, the daughter's calling Jessica's phone on Messenger and talking to somebody on her Facebook Messenger because I'm in her account on that day. She talked to somebody for like two minutes and then five minutes. And then her last message to Jessica on Jessica's phone was, did Jessica ever come back to where y'all was? And the first message was, did you go with daddy on the boat this morning? And when I seen that message, I told him, I said, that wasn't no Willie. She was talking to her own brother, and I believe that it was her brother that had that phone. And then it was told that he went back to it and said that he did have the phone.
0: And here's an unconfirmed rumor. Names are omitted.
2: And he was seen coming in Walmart that night and buying a brown can of spray paint, checked out through the self-checking, and then they, that earlier that day, they went to the tractor supply company and, and bought a 55-gallon drum, a blue 55-gallon drum. So I figured they bought the spray paint, the spray paint the drum to camouflage it. I mean, I don't know, but I know, I know she didn't jump out in no boat chasing up the wild hog and didn't nobody get her. And she didn't drown because she wasn't out there to begin with. That ain't her in that truck. At first I did think it was her because I wanted, it, you know, but that ain't her. There's not her in that truck.
0: Okay, so you're speaking about the surveillance video that was taken at the gas station? Yeah. And there's a woman in the passenger seat who kind of leans out a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so you don't believe that's Jessica? No. How come?
2: I did at first, but because I, I, just, I just don't. I mean, because her nose is bigger, You just don't, I don't know. And whoever it was spit out gum out the window, you know, Jessica Hawley ever chewed gum. And this is at 5 o'clock in the morning.
1: And we'll be right back after a quick
0: word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors, and now we're back to the program.
1: Did you say that uh, Jerry had showed up covered in scratches or all scratched up?
2: That's what his daughter told me. I, ne- I haven't never seen him to this day or even talk mm. to him. He would not call me. I, he will not answer my calls. i just going to go to his house. When I got her stuff from his house, his daughter packed her stuff up and met me at the store. His
1: daughter told you that she saw him right after and he was scratched up. And did she tell you what he said was the reason for these scratches?
2: Yeah, he was trying to hold on to branches because the motor and the boat had went out and the river was raging so fast. The boat was going so fast, he was trying to hold on to branches, trying to get the boat stopped.
1: The reason he was scratched up, it, the re- his story was that the boat was going so fast and he was trying to stop it by holding onto the branches.
2: Yeah, his hands and all were scratched up, that's what she told me.
0: Okay. And, and so what's supposed to be the story about what uh, Jessica jumped out of the boat? And chased a wild hog?
2: That's what the sheriff told me that Jerry Baggett said.
0: Right. And that makes no sense to you, obviously.
2: No. I mean she she's not like I said, she's got some sense. She wasn't gonna be she wouldn't be out there no way. I mean the river's raging. I mean she got sense in her head, I mean, regardless of what she did.
0: So you're saying she wouldn't even have been on the boat in the first place that day?
2: No. I mean it was cold, it was rainy, it was messy i mean uh uh-uh she ain't gonna get in no metal boat that's leaking a little bitty tin boat that's leaking with no motors or nothing i mean in the darkness no lights or anything on this thing i mean it's just a little boat with nothing i mean this is just nothing you know what i'm saying it's a little boat that you put in a lake during the daytime of course to fish out of not to be going down a raging river
1: yeah it was interesting when we had um looked this over and recorded you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about the fact that it was New Year's Day, like early, early morning on New Year's Day, and who would ever plan that?
0: Exactly. And here Kathy shares a local account of something disturbing that she heard, and her first-person account of trying to summon the police in New Albany.
2: The girl that said that they was at her house and that Jerry killed her out there said she, she was— Messaging me on the fourth, and I didn't ever know—I didn't even know the girl at all. And she started messaging me on January fourth and telling me that she'd been trying to get in touch with the sheriff, and I, she knew that was her blood out there on her carport. And she heard and tell, man, you didn't have to kill her. And the last thing she remembers, and then was toting her limp body out of her house. The sheriff would never—nobody would ever go out there and investigate. So the sixth day of January, me and two of my friends went to New Albany. I stopped at the NBI place and I told them what was going on. Would they not help? Me. And they told me that they'd have to talk to the main man and he would call me to answer his call if he called me. And I said, okay, so I come back out to the vehicle and I told him, I said, Well, what we're gonna do. And one of my girlfriends said, Well, let's just go out to the address because it's because this Barbie Floyd gave me her address over Facebook. I mean, I printed all this stuff out. So we just went out to the address. And we called 911 that way somebody would have to come out there. So we go out there, we called 911. We did not get out the vehicle because I called my sister and I told her what I said, well, I'm just gonna go out here and call 911. She I said, because you know, if I go to the sheriff department, they're gonna be foul me around, we'll be sitting out there for hours. She said, Well, if you go out, go straight to the address. She said, Do not get out the vehicle because she works at law enforcement herself. My sister does. I said, Okay. Okay, we went out there. We called 911. I told them why I was out there, what I needed them to come out there to do, and we needed an officer out there. The dispatcher on the 911 call asked me, Are you allowed to be out there on that land? If not, I'm going to send somebody out there to arrest you for trespassing. I said, Well, send somebody out here then. You know, and about 45 minutes later, two of them pulled up and we pulled up beside them, and I told them who it was. And we left. That's when the sheriff called me and told me about, he was trying and trying and trying to get in touch with me. No, he ain't tried and trying to get in touch with nobody. I wish they'd pull his phone records, even the sheriff's office phone records and see how many times they've tried to call my phone. Maybe twice and I didn't answer it because I was around my son and I don't talk around my son. And I told him that and I automatically call him right back.
0: And now Kathy tells us about Jessica's two phones that the police currently have. And Kathy is in possession of a third phone of Jessica's.
2: The sheriff is, I mean, he's not doing his job. They're supposed to dump the phones that they found of hers, okay? A month later, they come with one phone that had minutes. the Willie guy's supposed to have, for my son in here to unlock it. Because I told him from the first day, they asked me, did I know how to unlock it? Because it has the little the little dots on it draw a pattern. I said, no, I don't. I said, but my son does. I said, because if he can, if he, he's autistic, if he sees you do anything on any kind of phone, tablet, anything, one time he knows it. And they said, we'll bring him up here so he can unlock the phones.' I said, I'm not bringing my son this police department to unlock his sister's phone, which he knows what they look like by look, because I can't explain it. I'm not doing it. I said, I can take him home and he can, no, 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 no. They said, the CIA got one of them unlocked. They could never get the other one unlocked, so... Month later, they brought it to my house. And I acted like I found it behind my Christmas tree. I acted like I was taking my Christmas tree down because I still hadn't took my Christmas tree down then. And I went in there and I acted like I'd found it behind the tree. And I said, Toby, whose phone is this? He said, that's my sissy's phone. I said, I can't get in there. It's locked. You know, I'm acting, you know, like I don't know what's going on. I said, can you unlock it? He said, yeah. Took him two tries and he, it was unlocked. And I didn't think about anything. I just come out of his bedroom and I brought it right back in here to the, in my living room as an investigator. And he got it and he left. Okay, nine months later, this phone that I do got of hers was in her car. And I didn't get it till a few months later and then get into her account. And that's when I seen these messages and stuff. And they were supposed to dump their phones to begin with. And last time I talked to Chris to I said, well, what do you think about the boyfriend's daughter? calling Jessica's phone on the day of and talking to somebody this too many minutes, that many minutes. How are you going to message somebody's phone and ask about them? Did y'all ever get up with Jessica on her own phone? You know what I'm saying? To her own Facebook, which I copied them all down. I printed them all out. And, I, and he said, well, I'm going to have to look in this. I said, you should have looked into this nine months ago when you got the phones dumped. And then nothing.
1: So, who is in possession of the phone now?
2: The police. They, they got two of her phones. The one that was in one of them was in the boat, and the other one is Willie guy was supposed to have. They both got locations on them. And this other phone, when I'm getting into all of her accounts, which is this phone, see, this is her, it was in her car, but I can't get the locations that they've got because they got them phones on airplane mode. Okay. I went back into this phone just a few not even a month ago, and I hadn't been in months. When I turned it on, I had charged it up, of course. I turned it on, and it said I had to update the phone. So I updated the phone, and when I did that, it said I had to re-put her password to her Gmail account in there. And I done that. And as soon as I done that, my mind, I don't know, I don't know, i automatically went to math on that day. Cause so all the locations that was in that I did get, I didn't had them written down a hundred times, you know. But I automatically went to maps. The thirtieth and the thirty-first of two thousand and twenty, The locations was went to. It was at that Publix store. Went back to his house. Went to this address in Hickory Flat. Stayed there to the thirty-first, and then come back to his house. Okay, I automatically wrote the address down and I got off the phone and I called my girlfriend and and I was, you know, I found, I mean, I don't know how I, this address just popped up there. So I talked to her for about an hour. I went back on her phone because I was going to go back to days before that, you know, and then days after that to see if anybody else had another one of her devices. But I wrote the address down just, But I seen how where they left, it was on her Google account, her locations, her locations are whatever account, whatever devices she's been on, she leaves her locations on. And see, they got them other two phones that one was in the boat and the other one, the friend's friend, whoever the hell had it, they got them on airplane mode. And I can't get the locations out of them. They got them on airplane mode because I asked the investigator. I said, "Why are these phones on airplane mode? Why are you keeping them on airplane mode?" And he told me, "He said, so nobody can go in to her accounts and erase or delete anything, or get any of the information out of there."
1: And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors, and
0: now we're back to the program. And here's a story that Kathy heard about Jerry and his stimulus check and Jessica's stimulus check.
2: I was told that he had another one of her phones, that the boyfriend did. And I asked him about, oh, you know, the stimulus checks. When we first started getting him stimulus checks, he went to the store and he said, yeah, I got my back, mine, and my baby's stimulus check in. I'm fishing cash, hers and mine, and fishing head to Texas. And that was a $600 check. So... Person at the store called me and told me, I don't know how true it was, but it was very true because I called his daughter. I said, look, I just got a phone call IRS and I know he got just a stimulus check. And the best thing he could do is uh, take it to the sheriff's department, or I hope he cashes it, you know, like that. 30 minutes later, she said, Daddy said he took the check up to the sheriff's office. Next day I went to the sheriff's office just to see if he did. And he took it up there, and the sheriff opened her mail right in front of me and pulled out the check said, yeah, we got it. And I'm like, you can't be opening up her mail like that. But the $1,400 check, he received it at his house, and I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if he's cashed it. I hope he cashed it because that's federal. You know what I'm saying? But I know it was there. Because I had five people tell me that it was there. I wanted to
1: backtrack just to well, I wanted to backtrack to something that you said at the beginning to make sure that um, I didn't mishear it. Did you say that you had or you're in possession uh, of a bag that has blood, blood-stained clothing?
2: It was in a bag. In a bag that they explained uh, exactly what the bag looked like, and I know it was hers because I bought it for it. You know, it was like a backpack bag. In it, they said checkerboard, but it wasn't checkerboard. It was these little black and white little pasty things and it had a hot pink J on it. And they said it had bloody clothes in it and it was about her size. I said, what'd y'all? And some arrowheads. First thing was the arrowheads. I said, what'd y'all do with the bag? Well, they threw it away. And I said, and what'd they do with the arrowheads? She said, oh, they kept them. I said, well, the little bag that they was in, she said, I'm trying to get it and I'm gonna bring it to you. And she brought it to me in a zip lock bag and I've got it here. But you can tell that there's some kind of stain on it. But there were some airheads in this.
1: Yeah, and you also posted. Um, you also posted some images of Jessica with some apparent abuse. Uh, evidence guy. of abuse of abuse on her face. Yeah. Um, he's, and you. She
2: po- came here with her eyes closed shut. He's put her out. You know, I don't know where y'all from or where y'all live, but it's hotter than hell here. It feels like it's almost two hundred degrees outside, but it's it li- literally our heat index is about one hundred and fifteen right now. Okay, he he has put her out on the side of the road in this kind of heat to walk. Just get out. You know what I'm saying? No yeah. phone. No 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 water. No nothing. Just get out.
1: Was he ever um, brought up on charges of abuse, or did uh, was no. there any plan to file charges against him no. for this domestic abuse? Mm-mm. No,
2: because she 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 always forgave him because he'd always I swear I won't never do it again and blah 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 and she's young and naive and. And I don't know what, I mean, now I know why he kept her coming back, you know, and it was because of drugs, but I mean, it was one reason anyway.
0: And here, Kathy lets out some emotion.
2: It's about, I mean, it has literally drove me crazy. There ain't a day that's went by that I hadn't cried. I don't like this feeling I got. I hate all this hate that I got in me. I'm not this kind of hating person, you know. I just don't like the feeling that I keep having, and it's not fair. But nobody believes me, you know. They just think she ran off. She just ran off. No, the investigators. Say, oh, does she? We was told she just does this all the time. She just runs off, you know. I said she might would run off from him. But she ain't gonna run off from me, she's not gonna run off from me. And I was had hope to that next day, January 2nd, because it was Kobe's 15th birthday, and I just was holding on to hope that she would call. Maybe she went some, some maybe somebody didn't pick her up, she went somewhere and went to sleep, you know. On January 2nd, rolled in and rolled out with nothing. I knew. I already knew on the first, but I really knew, you know. I know I'll never see her again. And it's not fair. It's not fair at all.